Hi, I'm Scott McLeod. You might remember from such Rogue Opinions podcasts as Master Debaters, Loop, Why Do We Need It? And the Rogue Retro Smackdown review, The Big Show's Dad is Dead. And I've been asked by my nemesis, the piece of shit that is Nathan Greenaway, to make a little message regarding the one year anniversary of the Naked Men podcast and just the fact that this podcast has made it for one year. It's just truly harrowing. I mean, congratulations to Nathan and Ben for doing such a mediocre job the last year and somehow keeping this podcast going. I mean, what is really the Naked Men podcast all about? You come in every week talking some random topic, something to do with pop culture, and you never really seem to be keeping on any particular point. It sounds really familiar to me, that premise. Almost sounds like the premise of my podcast, Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast, which uh, I should mention, our first episode in a couple, in a good while went up the other day. Uh, you can find it on all good Android podcasts and sites that this Rogue Opinions is on. Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and you can follow us at SP Rambling on Twitter for stay tuned for when we actually are able to get episodes out. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, the Naked Man podcast, good lord. I mean, if you've been following along for the last year and you're still listening to Naked Man podcast, it's futile for me to try and convince you to not watch it. I'll just say congrats to Nathan and Ben for a mediocre job well done. Well, not well done, but congratulations. Good luck going forward and for God's sake, put some clothes on. Well, that wasn't very nice. Ah, he basically just he promoted himself the whole time. Yeah, it's going to be our year celebration. We welcomed Scott. We paid him handsomely, and that's what that's what he delivers. His rambling podcast with some wanker. I can't even remember his name. It is Paul. Paul. Scott and Paul rambling shit. Yeah. Yeah. What a bunch. Pair of us, so I was kind of getting an episode out for ages because there's a pandemic. Ooh. Man Ooh, we, up. we still do episodes. Yeah. Every, every week. Every week for a year. Whoa. Wow. Oh, that's a lie. Welcome to Naked Men Podcast. My name, as always, is Nathan. And for an entire year, your name has been Ben. It is. I might change it soon to Princess Consuela. But you know, even right now it's Ben. I'm a naked man. So since we're since we're here on a year celebration, does this mean we've been renewed for season two? I guess so. Yeah. I, I guess that the polls are that good. We've got enough views per per week. And yeah, they renewed for second season. My God. My God. What's our um like series arc going to be for this season? Well. I'm going to obviously turn into a princess and you're going to try and turn into Donald Glover, but I'm going to be like, dude, you can't replicate the Glover. You can't be Childish Gambino too. <laughs> I'm going to seriously give it a go. Um, I think halfway through this year, one of us, I'm not sure who, is just going to kind of have an identity crisis. Uh, so there's just going to be like a stand-in for a few weeks whilst you, whichever one of us works through that. Yeah, I mean, it'll definitely be me. I just pretend I'm Scott. You're like, oh, Scotland. Uh, I can't. <laughs> 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 
Oh, we do we get to keep our time slot? Yeah. Uh, whatever the yeah. part of the we need a new advert. We could be like the Naked Men podcast every Wednesdays, 5, 8 central. But really, it's like the Naked Men podcast sometimes on Saturdays. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes on Mondays. Days of the week. <laughs> sometimes every once a week, sometimes two and a half weeks. It has been an entire, entire year. Uh, what's been your favourite moment? Uh, there's been quite a lot of moments. I really liked our first podcast. It's, we've just basically never done a better one than our first one, which is why we're re- revisiting the idea. I really like the time John Cena guest on our podcast, and he said I had better cheekbones than you. That was that was a good. That's that probably was, it was a sad most... moment because we had like a really extensive bet on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean we, we bet on something else, but you know he said mine one one thing of mine was better than yours. Now he told us we couldn't show him the thing we were we were betting on, but dude, fucking hell, it was twenty twenty. Yeah, that was weird of him. He's not very inclusive, is what uh, it turns out about John Cena. You didn't even get naked. You wore a fucking speedo, like dude. Oh, at least he took his jorts off. That was yeah. nice. Uh, one of my favorite episodes was when I snuck in the recording equipment for your FBI interview. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good episode. And that agent, and we caught the audio of that agent beating the shit out of you. I know, but I'm glad you didn't release it. I mean, Jeffrey Epstein had to go somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and your testimony would have exonerated him. So it's a good thing that we kept that under wraps. It's yeah. in episodes. If, but if you go and find episode sixteen and listen to it backwards at two times the speed, you can actually hear it. Yeah. Little known fact. Uh, well, somebody else wanted to give us give us a little little celebration as well. It is. Uh, one of Rogue Opinion's own, and he's also an actual wrestling commentator. It's oh, Jimmy yeah. Baxter. Let's listen to what Jimmy has to say. Um. Uh, okay. Um. So, Naked Men podcast. Uh, it's been sort of um, a miracle that you guys have existed for this long without people shutting it off and and stuff. I'd really like to thank you guys for Jimmy, like, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. So sorry, so we're going for full congratulatory. Well done. This is the flagship show of this network. That's the kind of thing we're going for. So uh, if oh, you wouldn't God. mind, limit the negativity. We're right. really looking for positivity. Right, positivity right. out high. Yeah, yeah, you got it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, all right, all right. I'll give me another right. take. I'll just, I'll, I'll start this, start this one fresh. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. So Jimmy Baxter, congratulation message. Take sixteen. Three, two, one, go. Wow. Uh, the 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 Naked Men podcast. It's been like a year, and it's amazing that you guys haven't seemed to get out of each other's ass yet for long enough. Jimmy, for... Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Don't don't forget what I said congratulations at a maximum we're only looking at positives no no heads in asses like oh, this oh, is sorry, sorry. this is the pinnacle of rogue opinions that's what I we're am, looking at this I am is getting, it i am getting a bit cheeky i am i, I get that all right a I, little bit a little yeah, bit yeah, just gonna, for pure positivity i'm so. gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna dial that back and dial that back run it back one more time i think i got it i think i got okay, it okay let's go okay so jimmy baxter congratulations message take 17 Three, two, one. Okay. Wow. Nathan and Ben, you guys have managed to stay on the air and be as powerful and uh, just 
like experimentally great as you guys have ever been in a year. And you know, Ben, for the first time, you can use my Twitter handle to send all your hate mail to every once in a while. You pricks over there who don't know what the hell you guys are even doing. God damn it! Fuck. Wow. God's sake. That's a lot of love for the most American voice in the world. Yeah, his accent is very American. It's almost it's almost fake. Yeah, I get what you mean. It's like he's auditioning for Team America. <laughs> Do you think there is a chance that Jimmy is actually a puppet? Probably. I mean, I am. I'm, I'm like maybe 20% puppet. Yeah, that is one thing we should reveal some behind the scenes is that you're not actually real. It's actually me talking to myself, but I've, yeah. I'm really good at one accent. Yeah, you've got like a really good imagination. So your imaginary friend is almost real, but not exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's a little known fact is that there is actually only one naked man. Yeah, there's a naked man rambling himself about Deadpool fighting John Wick. <laughs> Well, Jimmy wasn't very nice either. I'm beginning to think that... Do you think there's a lot of jealousy in the ranks? Probably. We're the only podcast that has uh, John Cena following us, you know. We're the only podcast that have ever had any celebrity guests. This is true. And there was that time that where it was revealed that you could talk to animals, and we had an actual true. spider on yeah. the show. Sydney, yeah. Sydney spider. Yeah, that was one of their episodes. I want to say our worst episode is when Obama guest. I was like, dude can run a really good country, but podcasting he can't do. Like, it just, it was fucking boring, man. Well, it was, it, to be fair, you did ask him some quite intrusive questions. Yeah. I mean, I just wanted to see his birth certificate. Is it such a big deal? <laughs> yeah, there was that thing. And he wouldn't stop talking about politics as well. Which we yeah. told him he was coming on to talk about what would happen if they revamped that so Raven. Yeah. But he kept and saying he didn't have any opinion on that. And he said he wouldn't be the next Blade. I mean, come on. What else are you going to do? That's Dude, really annoying. Did you know that uh, Wesley Snipes is on that Cameo app where you can pay celebrities to say things for you and they'll send like a video? Uh, but his yeah. cost $500. Wow, that's expensive. Should we get on that? We can probably charge like three quid. Three quid and we'll just say something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you think our most common request would be? Probably like dick pics, maybe. Like screen dick pics. We are naked men. Just send dick pics for three quid <laughs> at a time. <laughs> it's not the stupidest idea in the world. That's how a lot yeah. of internet people make their money. So. Yeah. <laughs> Well, another person who is calling in is uh, Rahul. He had something he wanted to say on the year celebration. So let's see what Rahul has to say. Namaste. I am happy to say that you are going to be a podcast. This podcast is Ben and Nathan. One year ago, 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 one के बारे में बात की है इन दोनों ने हमें जिंदगी की आसान चीजों का एक अलग नजरिया दिया है लेकिन इस सबसे ज्यादा 
उन्होंने हमें हमेशा हंसाया है मैं बैन एंड नेथिन को नेकिन मैन पॉडकास्ट के लिए मेरी हार्दिक शुभकामनाएं देना चाहता हूं। मैं आशा करता हूं कि वो हमें इस तरह हंसाते रहें धन्यवाद He said something about Sam Rockwell. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. Everyone loves a Sam Rockwell and I think maybe he's finally found his. So good for you, Rahul. Do you remember when both of us turned up to the recording studio with our Sam Rockwells? Yeah, and they were fully clothed. That was a good episode. <laughs> no, I don't know fire those fuckers. I was like, it's called the Naked Men podcast and you're fucking you've got fucking like tennis shoes on. What are you doing? Well, your Sam Rockwell, we didn't realise, was so disobedient and wouldn't stop growling. Like, train your Rockwell, man. Hello? Hello? Well, I didn't hear any of that. Oh, I'll just do it again and then edit it out. Uh, well, your Sam Rockwell wouldn't stop growling at my Sam Rockwell and is super disobedient. Yeah, sure. I need to better train my Rockwell. How do you, you do that? It. Can we send you to a dog trainer? Where, like where is your Sam Rockwell right now? I think he's actually doing my roof. I think he's doing some plumbing. I had some work trouble trouble with the water. So I sent him to the roof and I was like, I'll try and figure it out. It's been oh. there for like two days. For like two days? Shit. He's resilient. I used him as a bed once when I went camping. <laughs> I wonder legitimately what Sam Rockwell is doing right now. What do you reckon he's up to? Probably like snorting cocaine off like Rihanna's butthole. <laughs> you reckon he's friends with Rihanna? <laughs> My God. Yeah, why not? Why wouldn't you want to be friends with Rihanna and Sam Rockwell? They seem like lovely people. Yeah, they don't seem so bad. I feel like we're being slightly, slightly mean. Uh, well, we're going to take a break now. We've got some more voice messages from some lovely, lovely people. Uh, as well they're probably going to be i'm sure the next two are going to be really nice oh they're going to be glowing reviews finally because scott really fucked up the intro uh jimmy i'm not convinced that's his real voice that's like a brummy it'd <laughs> be really funny and rahul we just i i'm going to presume it was violently offensive probably Oh, and we'll we'll speak to you again on the other side of this break. Hey everyone, it's Nathan, one half of the Naked Men from the Naked Men podcast, the very podcast you are currently listening to, and I bet you're super enjoying it. I hope you're super enjoying it. Anyway. Uh, now, as I just said, with other voice messages to to play, but I don't I don't have them because I never received them, and that's 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 no problem. So what I thought I might start doing in the break of this podcast is just letting you know a movie that I have watched recently, and just what I thought of it very quickly before we go to the second half of this podcast. So I watched the movie Io, uh, spelled like Eo, if you're an NXT uh, wrestling fan but apparently it's pronounced io the other day anthony mackie is in it he's very good and it was a pretty good movie i mean it's kind of ponderous it's on netflix though not super long 
It's about Earth being in the apocalypse, because isn't that just what everything's about these days? Pretty much any TV show or movie is about the apocalypse, post-apocalypse. Dystopian is the word that they love to use. But, yeah. And this is about the final shuttle leaving Earth, but some people want to stay behind because they think Earth can be saved. Um, no spoilers to what happens, but you know what? Go enjoy that movie. It's on Netflix. We've all got Netflix, right? Some of us don't have our own Netflix accounts, but you have access to a Netflix account. So go watch, go watch IO now. But first listen to the other half of this podcast. Well, don't listen to anything they said during the break. And uh, Ben, I'm sorry if your feelings are hurt. You try and put yourself out there. And this is what you get. God damn it. Entire year. We're sorry, everyone, that we're not a wrestling review. Sorry. I don't know what a triple crossfade is. That sounds awesome. What is that? Should we decide what that is? That sounds amazing. Triple crossfade. Yeah. You like, uh, you basically teleport three times around someone, like clothesline them, and then you like chew off their leg. (laughs) Shit. Would that be your finishing move? (laughs) It will be. Actually, can we call that a growler? (laughs) And then you throw a Sam Rockwell at them. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, you know what? We've now got an awesome finishing move. Uh, sorry that we don't talk about wrestling and fuck you guys <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's go back to the well uh, we opened the Naked Men podcast a year ago by deciding to put what was it video game characters in wars against each other to see who would win video game wrestling tournament that was it oh so we are talking about wrestling oh god damn it and uh <laughs> We decided to do that again, but yeah. with all other forms of media. Mm. Everything else. We've got, we've got comics, we've got anime, we've got uh, TV shows and movies. My God. So we, we, we've we written down our, our cards and everything uh, in probably very elaborate fashion. Yep. But, so let's just jump straight into it ben what is how does your show open if you've decided that and then what is your first match it opens with a fact with a warning message saying we are sorry that the pandemic cannot uh, hold an audience but right now this is uh, battle warrior <laughs> island and thanos and the grandmaster are just are there they're saying like we invited the greatest warriors from amongst all the worlds to find out who's the champion and who will be our third as the controller of the universe? Okay, so, and then it just—they just appear. They just appear. Nothing about it. it zooms in to the actual cage because it's on like a huge, uh, a huge uh, arena. But there's no, there's no, there's no audience at all. I mean, Thanos and the Grandmaster do care about the pandemic. They don't want anyone else to die. Right now, Thanos thinks it's perfectly balanced. Okay, so this is like. Maybe two years after Endgame, yeah, or after uh, Infinity War. So the universe is perfectly balanced in his eyes, and all these uh, fighters have survived. So first, we've got a first match called 
swordsman of the galaxy. Who who do you think the best swordsman of the galaxies are, Mr. Greenway? Um, remember that James Bond where James Bond did some fencing? Oh yeah, um, Die Another Day. Yeah, probably Pierce Brosnan from Die Another Day would be right up there. Sure. Uh, the other and the other one would be Blade. Sure. Neither of them are in this, but yeah. <laughs> is Mace Window from Attack of the Clones? Yeah, before he gets thrown off a. a fucking... Isn't it Windu? Yeah, sure. You just said Window. <laughs> Windu. Mace, yeah, Mace Window. <laughs> it's just a big window with like a bottom mace next to it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Achilles from AKO the Beautiful. Kid Brad, Brad Pitt from Troy, his best movie ever. Wow, even better than Fight Club. Even better than Fight Club. I should have actually had Tyler Durden in this, but he may, you know, maybe he's watching the audience. Um, so, Swordsman of the Galaxy, Mace Window and Achilles. Uh, Mace Window with obviously his beautiful purple lightsaber, Achilles with like that weird sword he used in his shield. So, uh, Achilles basically, what, uh, so how do you show, how do you think this match is going to plan out? Uh, does Mace Windu have a lightsaber? He does. He probably just cuts Brad Pitt's sword in half and then kills him. Maybe. 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 But I'm going to start with basically Achilles. He looks at uh, and poses as camera. He just tries to get the numbers of girls who are barely, barely 18 uh, and <laughs> who are watching from afar. He just advertises his numbers. Like, oh, call me. If you're 19 or over, no. And, uh, yeah, Mace Window just shouts. He's had enough with his motherfucking pretty white boys taking all the roles and did a jailbird. So he pulls that out, pulls him with the force and uses the light table to stab it right through his Achilles heel. And obviously, what happens when you when you stab it an Achilles heel? Uh, you can't walk. I was going to say Achilles explodes and he really, like, multiplies. But Mace Window has a lot of use of the force. He's got the force, so you can blast him and you do a lot, a lot. So basically, he stabs and stabs and stabs, and they're just uh, an army of Achilles. And uh, once you kill enough, once you, I don't know, I'm pretty sure this is a scientific uh, medical breakthrough. If you stab enough Achilles heels of your clones, you will actually gain control of them. So uh, at the end of the match, it's Mace Window the winner, but just an army of Brad Pitts. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. So who won? Brad Pitt wins. No, Mace Window wins. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, he took control of all the clones. He did, of course. That's pretty good. That's like pretty Br- good. Brad Pitt would be a pretty good wingman. That's true. Oh, uh, would he? Because I feel like whatever you do, the woman would be like, yeah, I want to fuck your friend up probably a bit. For fuck's sake, dude. You know, unless you, if you, like, scarred him a little bit, sure. <laughs> Do you remember when he recorded some of World War Z really close to us? That yeah yeah, but kind of. I remember that was the thing once. Yeah, it was. He was literally like up the road from where I used to live, wasn't he? Yeah, should have stayed away. Should have done, but I didn't. Uh, I think so. If we disfigure a disfigured Brad Pitt is the best wingman. Is that what you're saying? Very much, yeah. Just like he's, he's literally just too pretty to be a wingman. Yeah, but you accused him of some serious stuff in that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he hit on nearly underage women all the time? Is that a thing that we don't know about Brad Pitt? Not nearly, like, just over the... 
Uh, like 18 uh, uh, to 20. Uh, positive spin. Like positive spin on it. <laughs> yeah. Not underage, but like, you know, uh, just above. <laughs> and this is my version of Brad Pitt. This is just like my version in, in my head. This is this is what Brad Pitt does. Yeah. This is season two, Naked Men, where we make some wild accusations. Every time we accuse someone. <laughs> we find out where the line is. <laughs> so when we get in trouble. <laughs> I'll uh, just keep going until I get cancelled. True. So my show opens with uh, Sex for Bomb, which is uh, the band from Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Yeah, good they, band. They are a good band. They play a full 90-minute set with all the hits like Black Sheep and mm. all the rest of them, which I won't name, uh, so don't uh, ask. To be honest, Black Sheep isn't one of their songs. Garbage, Black Sheep. Was one of the songs of you know Scott's uh, ex-girlfriend, played by Brie Larson. I can't actually remember what the band's called, but you know that was one of her songs. Oh, Sorry, okay. but that's who I am. And that's, okay. um, that was some poor googling on my part. That's alright. Uh, one of their songs is "Garbage Truck," and That'll one of do. their songs is I think it's called "We Are Six Oh, okay, so they're, they're going to open with "We Are Sex with Bomb," and then they're going to do a really sarcastic version of "Black Sheep." Sure. <laughs> Um, and now, everyone, there should be a siren going off right now because you're about to hear, Ben, are you ready for the best joke of the show? Wait, but is it? so are you going to make me talk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. You ready? For, you ready? Okay, I'm ready. So the opening match is one of the Ents from Lord of the Rings uh, versus Groot. And, guys... It was a very well rooted match. Oh, oh, good job. Well done. You're going to do your stand up set soon? No. Oh. But I am. I'm just going to open a Patreon where people can pay me $10 a month and I'll send them a joke every week. Yeah, I'll be up for that, maybe. It's just kind of a lot of wild flailing, really, from both of them with their yeah. roots and branches. There's some birds that were stuck in the Ents that tried to save yeah. their their chicks during the fight. Uh, the crowd's super into it, though, and Smaug is watching on from his throne. Uh, yeah. He wasn't massively into this one, uh, but this isn't the match that he's here for. And then the Ents wins because it's more wise. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, Groot, Groot's a lovable guy, but he's not that wise. And Treebeard has lived for, I don't know, probably a couple hundred years. He's dealt with worse things than a stupid mm. tree. He has. Yeah. He's dealt with hobbitses and, and Saruman. He did deal with that. And uh, so, what else did he deal with? Uh, some orcs. Yeah. Yeah. Eurocom- but is is uh, Treebeard or one or an ant uh, like invincible? Because I feel like Groot's kind of invincible. Yeah, but it took him forever to grow back after he fell uh, off of that ship. So I feel like that's there's got to be a time limit on this. Like, so yeah. yeah, Groot can come back, but like, if know, it's like a year later, then I'm not like really starting the match. Like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna put it in my pocket. We just got to come up with a time. Like, okay. If you destroy Groot and he comes back within five minutes, then the match can continue. Yeah, but he's not going to do that. There's a no. whole scene of Guardians of the Galaxy, a rocket thought he was dead for like ten minutes. There was like a dance-off. 
And after that, after like 15, 20 minutes, it was like, oh, you woke up. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, but uh, the Ent wins. Nameless Ent. It wasn't Treebeard. It was just an Ent. An Ent. I like it. Uh, so I think we're going to go for what's match number two and three. And three, okay. Next one is title for Sorcerer Supreme. Also, it has a little bit of a spin, okay? Loser has to be driven into a pile of dog food made famous in 1999 by the rock driving Daybo Bulldog into the poo. They had <laughs> it was Davy Boys, Davy Boys, Davy Boy. the British Davey Bulldog. Boy. Yeah, that's it. Um, so this was a real match in 1999 where The Rock had to drive someone's head into shit. And so, yeah, there's two contestants, obviously. Stephen Strange, the Sorcerer Supreme, and Harry Potter, of course. <laughs> Who, who's your prediction? Who's going to win? Uh, Doctor Strange, because Harry Potter is, as I don't know if we've dis- discussed this on the podcast, but we have discussed this in real life. Harry Potter is a bit of a shit wizard. He's not. He's... He's like a 7 out of 10 wizard. He's not so he's, amazing. He's, he's bang seven. average. No, 5 is average. I'd be like 4, so 5 is average. <laughs> and you'd be like maybe 8. So, yeah, you'd be like slightly better than Harry Potter. Um, I think Doctor Strange has to win because he could do magic without a wand as well. That is true. I mean, they, they bring spells at each other. Harry even does the Vila Kedavra spell because Harry... One, the thing that happens to Harry like, is, is the boy who lives. His boy, every year, he's like the most important kid on the street. And then when he gets to like 18 years old, when he finally kills Voldemort, it's like, who the fuck are you now? People lose interest real fast. So I think Harry Potter's going to be the sort of dude that's going to want the attention. Like, he's going to he's going to be sort of like Shia LaBeouf in real life. And so he's going to do like shit like, you can do the spell, or he's just going to... Do like put like have like a Death Eater tattoo, just like be controversial. <laughs> um, so yeah, so now he's entered this fucking tournament. Who's obviously Doctor Strange can do whatever he wants, and uh, yeah, this is Doctor Strange from Infinity War, by the way. After he received that massive power boost after Doctor Strange, room. and uh, yeah, yeah. that is a thing, right? Like, I swear, Doctor Strange by the end of the Doctor Strange room was like kind of good at magic. But then he was like, and then in, in Infinity War, he was like fucking amazing. He'd do anything he wanted. Yeah, he did an absolute ton of stuff in that. I think he just got the control of the eye thing and it kind of mas- was mastering magic. But yeah, but there was quite a long time between it because he popped up in uh, Ragnarok as well, didn't he? Oh, that is... Yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah, and he was, he was pretty yeah. badass thing because he was making all those portals and he even like... Loki's really good at magic, but looks strange that like, completely owned him when he threw him through that portal. That is true. Okay, okay. Can you go there? Uh, so, yeah, there they've got uh, portals thrown at each other. They've got uh, Cruciatus spells. They've got a certain shit. But uh, Doctor Strange wins because he opens a portal and brings a basilisk down, chewing up Harry's hand. The shit, <laughs> is, uh, the shit is then thrown at Harry, and the basilisk has a bit of a taste to it, so he goes and eats up Harry Potter. And then uh, Doctor Strange has a nice big pet snake. That's pretty great. I'd like a. Would you like a giant pet snake? I'd fucking hate one. <laughs> I'd probably kill myself in ten minutes. Oh, well, that's sad. Uh, <laughs> what else yeah. have we got? The basilisk. Oh, oh, this one is called 
Freeway, who's the best Harrison? <laughs> Want to guess what it's about? Is it Harrison Ford? It is, my friend. A battle between Han Solo, Indiana Jones, and a dude from The Fugitive. <laughs> dude from The Fugitive. Dude from Fugitive is pretty badass. Fugitive, great film, though. Good fucking great film. What a good film. Like, that is so underrated. Like, people talk about Harrison Ford. They talk about... Like Blade Runner, they talk about Han Solo, they talk about Indiana Jones, right? Fugitive is such an underrated film. It is, it is. And you're you're on about Dr. Richard Kimball. Oh, good for you. Do you have to Google that? I did just Google it. I will confess to that. I just did just look at the Fugitive. Cause... Uh, well, you were a lot less sexy than you were a minute ago. Oh, sorry, man. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't <laughs> let me keep it. I was just like, damn, son. The guy knows the Fugitive. <laughs> I have seen a fugitive. I just can't remember what his name was either. Yeah, neither did I. I mean, I wrote the whole match and I didn't even look up his name. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Season so, but... two, we're putting in slightly less effort. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, they, they brawl for a bit. They punch and they they do some punches. Indiana even whips some people. But you know, these are some badass people. These are some resilient guys. So Dr. Richard Kimball and Hand just like brush it off. And Han eventually, Chewie goes and hands him his blaster. And Han wins because he shoots first, obviously. But <laughs> but Han wins and shoots Dr. Rick Kim and Indiana Jones. But he wins the match. But the the judges of, of the Grandmaster and Thanos are like, nah, man, you can't use guns in this. You cannot use guns in this game. So Han is get, gets put to into the next match. So we'll have that as a little teaser. Han has to compete in the next match to prove he could go to the final. Love it. I like. I'd like to watch Han Solo just um, not Han Solo. Harrison Ford just brawl with himself. Yeah, it'd be like, it'd be like the grumpiest game game ever. Is the match then that real life Harrison Ford just crashes a plane into them? <laughs> Probably. That's all he seems <laughs> to do this. Um, yeah. So my match number two is a tomb raiding match, and it is Alicia Vikander versus Angelina Jolie, oh, wow. uh, two women who have both played Tomb Raider. Yep. Um, there's a treasure in a cave at the bottom of an ocean. Uh, whoever gets it first, and in parentheses, this is specifically for Tawny to just shout out a card for me. It's whatever a rare magic the gathering card is. I don't know what they're called because I'm not a nerd. Can you just shout one out? Oh, rift. Uh, Psycho Rift. Uh, the winner. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Winner doesn't get fed to Smaug, who watches on, slightly aroused. Oh. Um, they both jump off at the same time, uh, crashing into the water. They then brawl underwater. Obviously, since it's Tomb Raider, they're also dodging loads of sharks. Yeah. Uh, as they go, Alicia Vikander gets like a little nick on her calf from one of the shark's teeth. Uh, obviously, that releases blood, which then brings a frenzy of sharks. And as, a, as they're both swimming towards the cave, they can see the card. But then Alicia Vikander grabs Angelina Jolie by the ankle, does like a really cool spin thing, and throws her at these sharks who just rip her to shreds. And wow. then Alicia Vikander, despite the internet uh, claiming she doesn't have big enough boobs to play Tomb Raider, uh, she does get the Magic the Gathering card. But does she make it out of the shark frenzy? Well, the uh, thing she, is... She does. She, she does. She wins. Nice. Because Psycholic Rift, what you can actually do with it, play it, 
and all your opponent's uh, creatures go back to the hand. So basically, you can place Titanic Rift right there, yeah? And all yeah. the sharks go away. Oh, okay. That doesn't all the sharks go back to whoever's sharks they are. Yeah. Magic banter. What are you coming for? Probably Steven Spielberg sharks. Yeah. <laughs> and then on to back into the arena for match uh, three. Now, this is more a match of the mind than it is a physical confrontation because it is L from Death Note uh, versus Sherlock Holmes in parentheses Benedict Cumberbatch one. Both are handed a file with all the available information on who Jack the Ripper was. Uh, they have to then just sit there and work out who it was and the winner doesn't get fed to Smaug, who watches on sharpening a steak knife for some reason. Beautiful. Uh, so they both kind of sit. L's obviously sitting weird with both feet on his chair. Uh, yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch is Sherlock Holmes has just done, done a load of cocaine because that's all he really does in the show anyway sure. <laughs> just does cocaine and heroin yeah uh he's kind of firing his revolver off randomly he's shouting at mrs hudson uh no sign of watson yes. who plays watson what's his face um, uh martin freeman exactly. no sign of him so there is a conspiracy theory going around that he's hanging out with smaug i uh, mean he loves hanging out with one of the benedicts yeah he does he's hanging out with one of them uh, there's obviously a conflict of interest here because Sherlock Holmes is also Smaug, but I don't know how that works, how that plays out on TV, but we can make it work. Yeah. And then L cracks it, but he never told anyone who it was. So sorry. You're going to have to tune into our new series, the naked conspiracy podcast Ooh, yeah. coming soon. Um, so they both get fed to Smaug. Okay. They both just yeah. Okay, I yeah, love it. It's a no contest. Sherlock Holmes was too hops up on heroin, and yeah. L, who possibly he does look like he does a load of party drugs. So he does. Yeah. It's both of them pretty high as shit, and then L just refused to tell anyone. Yeah, they probably enjoyed it. Probably like, oh, what is this great feeling? That's but we of... we know who Jack the Ripper was, don't we? Oh, yeah, but don't tell anyone. No, don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. And yeah, that's match two and three. Nice. Our shows are going in very different directions. They are. So uh, Han is is uh, put into next match the way is four way matchup match Captain Chaotic Brawl between Captain Han Solo, obviously James T Turk, Mal Reynolds from. Do you know where Mal Reynolds is from? Mal Reynolds. Mal Reynolds or Malcolm Reynolds? No. Oh, you broke my heart. From Firefly. From the Firefly. The great unsung hero of pop culture who only lasts one season. And of course, yes. Captain Jack Sparrow. Where's yes. all the runs on? So, uh, Solo and uh, Mal and James C. Kirk do use like dirty tactics. They're pulling each other's hair and kicking each other in the nuts. They're just, they're just fucking going at it. It's basically, they're just rolling around together and tearing out chunks of each other's hair. And then, uh, yeah, they, they fight, they punch, they, they have some witty banter. And, uh, yeah, and James C. Kirk, like, he, he basically, he's like, oh, I had, I had the first interracial kiss on TV. And he was like, oh, well, I, I, I'm, I'm the weaker version. I'm the weaker guy in a relationship in, in my, in my spring franchise. So I empowered women. And they basically have, like, a kind of social justice warrior fight for, like, three minutes. And Marijuana is just like, no one gives a fuck about who I am. And, uh, yeah, so they have a little argument saying, who's the best captain? James D. Kirk or Solo? Obviously Solo. 
And uh, yeah, and then Captain Jack Sparrow eventually he's like, he's drinking some rum, doing some shit, and he's like, I can't be asked this shit. So basically, the winner is Captain Jack Sparrow because he has a pair of sea turtles, but not just any sea turtles, the alligator snapping turtles who are just strapped to his back hair like at all times. But but the back his back hair is so strong and thin, they kind of are invisible. No one knows they're there. They just like go through his jacket and just and, and go off into miles through like a big big thread of his back hair, and he can whistle, and they come along like Pokemon and just munch the fuck out of Han Solo, James D. Kirk, and Mel Reynolds, and so Jack Sparrow just sat there drinking rum, and some nice turtles ate the fuck out of some people. So yeah, the winner is Jack Sparrow. <laughs> That's pretty great. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Next. I'm I'm upset about that you said Solo is a better captain than Picard. Uh Picard wasn't in this, but yeah. Oh James T. Kirk, sorry. Yeah. James T. Kirk's alright, so it's like alright. He he kinda sucks. He's not that great. He's, he's like just he, was, he was actually is it a battle of their skill as captains or is it just because they're called captains? Because they're all captains. Oh, okay. Because I was saying, if it's actually just a battle of being a captain, Han Solo was a captain of like one Wookiee. Yeah, but a good Wookiee. Oh, yeah, it was the best Wookiee, yeah. but it's still one. There's a Kessel run in 12 parsecs, bro. <laughs> be funny if it turns out it was actually Chewbacca who was flying the ship when that happened. <laughs> and, uh, well, we saw it in the Solo, the greatest Star Wars film ever. And, oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, so next we've got Doomsday Cage. This is actually inspired by a real uh, WWE match. It's uh, two heroes fight against several heels. Who have I got for my heroes? Ripley and Arnold from Predator. I can't remember Arnold's name, but it's uh, something like that. And uh, they fight against Xenomorphs and Predator Boys. The pair of them uh, work together, burning, sneaking in mud, and using exoskeletons, wiping them off. Uh, so how how do you think this is gonna go? Got Arnold from Predator and Ripley fighting against maybe. Is it just a fist fight? fight? Also, his name's Dutch, and no, I didn't need to Google that one. Oh. And, um, uh, I, is it just a fist fight? They've got some shit. I mean, they've got some mud. They've got some flamethrower. <laughs> they've got a Xeno exoskeleton. Does um. Does Ripley have her cat? She does. She does. Mm, that she tips does. the scales for me. I think I think Dutch and Ripley have got this. Yeah. Yeah. If they've got if they've got the cat as well as the mud, the exosuit, and flamethrowers, machine guns, uh, does Arnie have a bow and arrow? He doesn't. He just got some mud. To be honest, like basically Ripley just brings everything, and all trouble- like oh. Well, I think you've kind of put it, you've put a strange situation in here because you've got heels or bad guys who also don't get along, as we saw in the very useful named Alien versus Predator. Yeah. Like, they're not, Predators use aliens as hunting practice. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah, so I think they're going to get along for a bit, but there's going to be rifts. Yeah. And that could, that could probably lead to Dutch and Ripley getting the win. There is risk, but the thing is, predators are smarter than people think. 
So eventually, the uh, Xenos and the Predators uh, start fighting against each other. And then, like, Predator is just, Predators are way smarter than Xenos. So they're like, oh, we can use this to our advantage. We are the ultimate hunters. So what comes out? Xenomorph kind of gets a little bit sexually abused. Not going to lie. And, then, <laughs> and Predator basically fights a Xenomorph, right? And then there's a, there's a, there's a time bomb because... Predators have access to like basically uh, bombs that freeze the world for like nine months. They, they pull it off. And then what comes out of the womb? The Xeno Pred arrives all huge and ugly. It has like got like eight arms and it's got like two heads, a big fucking tongue. I'm pretty sure we've seen it in the movie, but it's not as badass as it should have been. And uh, yeah, the Xeno Pred arrives all huge and Ellie quickly realizes this is the baddest motherfucker in the world. There's no way I can beat the Xeno Prince. So basically what she does, she gets a cat and she throws it at it for like a little, a little snack. He's like, oh, you can eat my cat. You're going to find it delicious. And she quickly goes up and slits Arnie's throat. He's like, ah! And uh, yeah, Arnie's just there. The Xeno Pred has a nice little meal and she bows down before it. And then Ellie, Ellen is the biggest... Uh, uh, arc, uh, 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 she's the biggest uh, devotee to the Xeno Preds. <laughs> and Ellen and the Xeno Preds are going to the finals. I love it. That's, that's, that match told a story that I could believe. Uh, oh. Believable action. The only bit I was slightly annoyed about was killing the cat. But, oh, I can get over that. Yeah, Ellen just wants to survive. Yeah, she's a survivor. She's going to make it. Mm. She's a survivor. Keep on surviving. Uh, so my next match is Battle of the Magic as well. Okay. Uh, so I have got I have got the the boy who lived, Mr. Potter. Oh. Uh, I've got Maleficent as okay. well, and I've got Woody Harrelson from Now You See Me. Great. <laughs> <laughs> now you might think Woody Harrelson perhaps a little bit unmatched, but this is a street magic match. Oh, and nice. it's whoever can scam $500 from the general public using their magic first uh, wins and doesn't get fed to Smaug, who watches on lustfully. In parentheses, he's got a thing for Angelina Jolie. Cool. And uh, so obviously Potter is a little bitch. So he's just kind of letting yeah. off fireworks using his uh, his wand, kind of telling people his life story. I reckon old Harry Potter uh, would have a podcast as well. Probably, yeah. Where he just tells yeah. stories from his times at Hogwarts. Just moan. Be like, oh, I'm Fuck off, mate. Yeah, and you've got to believe that him and... Uh, who did he marry? Uh, Ginny? Ginny. Which is like the worst relationship in the world. They're, that they're, doesn't they're last. No. They don't... They, they can't seem like they disdain each other. I think Ron and Harry are going to make amazing, like, uh, mid-40s divorcees. Yeah, Ron, sure. that's not lasting either. Ron and Hermione isn't lasting. I don't know. I think it might. But okay. Uh, that's a that's a different podcast. Uh, next week <laughs> on our new podcast, the Naked Relationship Help Podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Maleficent gets disqualified just kind of because she keeps turning people into animals and ripping out their hearts. Yeah. Uh, she is she is she's a bad bitch. That Maleficent. She's a bad bitch. Yeah, she's a bad bitch. And Woody Harrelson is obviously doing incredible card tricks. He's doing that thing with the cups where people don't know where the ball is. Uh, he's actually doing street magic, but he's only getting like $5 at a time, so he's got a thing big. 
so he teams up with Harry Potter and gives Harry Potter some ideas on what to do, let off some bigger fireworks, um, make some chocolate frogs, ribbit, and kind of hop around and whatever they do. I don't know a lot about Harry Potter, if you guys can't tell. And uh, I, I don't know. He does some other some other uses the invisibility cloak yeah. for like ten dollars a time, and he gets to the five hundred dollars combined total. But that's where the scam comes in, and Woody Harrelson completely mugs off Potter, who then gets eaten by smell. How does he mug off Potter? Steals all his money before he knows it. He's like, "Hey, here's our here's the pot of your money," and he shows him the money in the pot, hands him the pot. But Potter doesn't realise Woody Harrelson has already switched it out. Ah, oh, slight hand. Yeah, exactly. Because Harry Potter is really stupid. And he wears glasses, so his vision is a little bit impaired. And they usually like really shit glasses. Yeah, and he's a nerd. Fucking nerd. Right. Uh, so then on to my next match. Jesus Christ, uh, played by Jim Caviezel in Passion of the Christ. Oh, yeah. versus Brian from Life of Brian uh, versus oh. Kratos. Sure. So, obviously, we did video games last time, but I figure I'm allowed to use Kratos. Yeah. He's, He's probably like, had an animated movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is just a straight-up fist fight, and the ref only gets involved if so- when someone is completely out for the count. Uh, Jim Caviezel is allowed to be drunk. Nice. And uh, the winner doesn't get fed to Smaug, who is mildly bored. Yeah. So it doesn't kind of go... Brian obviously gets destroyed uh, immediately. I don't know if you've seen... Have you seen The Life of Brian, Tony? I have, a long time ago. Uh, he gets completely destroyed. So it's down to old ripped Jesus, Jim Caviezel, who was jacked in Passion of the Christ. Was. He was completely. Kratos, who is always jacked. Uh, yeah. His kid is looking on in the front of the row. What's his kid called? Loki. Loki. Or like, uh, I can't remember the actual original name, but spoilers, it's Loki. Shit. Yeah. Kratos obviously destroys Jim Caviezel, leaps on him, pounding his head through the floor. Uh, he, Jim Caviezel's out for the count. Kratos, feeling very bloodthirsty, makes Jesus Christ dig his own grave. Yeah, and then cool. wraps those big chain things around him, tears him literally in half, and then throws half of it at Smaug, who munches down, and mm. then throws the other half in the grade, grave, and actually fills it in really tastefully, and then hands out leaflets for Jim Caviezel's wake. Yeah, nice. So, do it. Yeah, and his, obviously his kid is super proud of him. Yeah, obviously. He's like, finally, I love you, Dad. Yeah, that kid's going to have major daddy issues. Of course, his dad's like... His dad's killed, like, gods and millions of people, probably. And he's not the most ex- angry person. Yeah, how do you explain that to, like, your friends? You're at uni, you're out drunk, yeah. you're telling everyone why you're sad, you're like, oh, my dad killed Ares this morning. <laughs> now the sun won't work. Now <laughs> the fucking sun won't work. He's like, I'm sorry, guys, my dad just loves to fuck with the world. It's like... Now, all right, it's killing Poseidon in like two days, and then we won't get any rain anymore. It's like, yeah. fucking hell, Loki. <laughs> Fuck you. You get bullied so much. You're like, you're the reason the Earth is dying because your dad keeps taking off all the resources. 
Yeah, it would be funny when people don't realise and they're like, why are you so upset? It's like 3am. It's meant to be dark. And you're like, it's not 3am. It's 3pm. I've been trying to tell you. (laughs) My dad won't stop killing the sun. That'd be great for clubs, actually, because if it never got, if the sun never came out, would they ever have to close? True. It'd be like that. Remember the second Percy Jackson where they got stuck in that club in Las Vegas? Oh, yeah, they had like, a lotus flower or something. Yeah. Did they? Oh. Man, you, re- you remember that film well. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why I remember that film. Because <laughs> <laughs> my, my first thought is, right, well, when you said the first Jackson, I was like, there's a second Percy Jackson film? And I was like, and then you said the nightclub, I was like, lotus flower. Something just popped in my mind. I was like, I want to do the lotus flower. That sounds great. I don't know if it gets you up properly high or to be honest, a lot of this podcast is becoming about drugs. We should move on. <laughs> so next up for me is uh, strip matches. The contestants <laughs> have to strip their opponents. The contestants are John Wick and Ethan Hunt. Jesus. They've basically got the standard clothes they wear in the movie. So John Wick's got his nice like, black suit. And Ethan Hunt's got like weird, like generic military gear, I guess. And but it's all made out of like tiny little strips, tiny little strips of cloth. But it's like so perfectly done that it looks exactly like they usually wear to begin with. Yeah. So uh, the wrestling punch, you use kung fu kicks and gum fu, and start taking strips strips off each other. Who who's your prediction? Who's gonna win? John Wick, because Ethan Hunt is a tiny, tiny man. Sure. Sure, Ethan Hunt's kind of badass and kind of resourceful, and he's a better James Bond. Okay. John Wick destroyed an entire mafia because they killed his dog. By yeah, yeah. like that—that that is different levels of badass. True, but I feel like Ethan Hunt went against all of like Russia in like Mission Impossible Five. Yeah, but he also had Ethan, a lot of he also had a lot of help. John Wick did. John Wick's help was going to that car mechanic who True. then who then just gave him a drink and sent him on his way. <laughs> John Wick helped like Ian McShane. Yeah, and okay. also also William Defoe kinda helped him, but then he got completely tortured. He did. Uh, so um, basically they're, they're punching, they're kicking, they're doing all the shit. And then uh, someone in, in the crowd, one person, like Kylie Jenner in the crowd, is like, <laughs> someone who'd believe in science, is like, he says, yeah, Ethan Hunt looks like someone who'd believe in Scientology. And Ethan Hunt fucking goes off. Ethan Hunt is like, all right, I'm going to fucking kill this bitch. He, he, he forgets all his, like, pretend niceness. And he's like, this is what we do. This is what we do in the search of that guy who made Scientology. He runs down and he starts beating the shit out of Kai Jenner and he's like, and Hulk Hogan, who's actually the security officer of the tournament, basically. His one is in, is Thanos' new Black Order, which is made <laughs> up of like Hulk Hogan, uh, Macho Man, Randy Savage, the villain from that Hulk Hogan movie that we watched once. Uh, Zeus. We have Zeus, yeah. We've got uh, Mr. Incredible. And for some reason, we've just got uh, RuPaul. Don't know why. <laughs> RuPaul's just there. And uh, yeah, so that's the new Blackboard. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so they're the security for this event. So, um, yeah, Hulk Hogan comes down, takes him out. And basically, Ethan Hunt gets disqualified. And John Wick is just there. And he's just looking and he's just like, 
He hasn't got one trip off him. And he just winks to Kylie Jenner. He's like, yeah, you, you get it. You get it. And uh, yeah, so, he, so John Wick is the winner of the strip match. That was incredible. I loved that. Yeah. Uh, is it back to me now I think it is back to you yeah it is is. so my next match is Battle of the Mums and it's Martha Wayne uh, from Batman vs Superman versus Martha Kent from Man of Steel now the obvious handicap here is Martha Wayne is dead Uh, (laughs) so they start doing that typical thing in wrestling where one of the opponents doesn't turn up the other opponent's like count to 10 and if they're not here I'm declared uh, the winner so starts counting gets to two gets to one and then real american starts playing and out comes um old man uncle racist hulk hogan uh ah. that's a complete accident that we both got hulk hogan in this <laughs> uh but it's not him he comes out to introduce martha wayne's stand-in and it's jared leto's joker Ooh, uh, who comes out to some some screaming death metal does some meth off of Hulk Hogan's bicep and then just runs into the ring and just kicks the shit out of Martha Kent. Uh, he's like, obviously, how do you think Jared Leto's Joker would fight? I imagine a lot of scratching. Yeah, I imagine he's just got like a switchblade and he's just like dodging people and he just like does a few slashes until they're like really dead and almost dead. He's like, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to hurt you really, really bad. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, he like, uh, scratches damaged into her back. Literally the word yeah. damage. And, uh, yeah, he gives her some tattoos, really tasteful ones of her choosing. Uh, and cuts off her head and then just sticks his dick in her ear. <laughs> I can help. <laughs> Kyle, you can imagine that guy doing that. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, completely. Uh, he then throws it up to, to Smaug who has a nice little entree of Martha Kent's head yeah. and sweet popcorn, no salted. Oh, yeah, fuck salted. Yeah, fuck salted. Um, then coming up next, you got Sooty. You remember Sooty, the puppet? Yeah. Yes, Sooty, Sooty uh, taking on the Annabelle doll. Oh, of course. Uh, in a battle of the puppets, I guess. And Sooty gets fucked with like 12 d's uh when the animal doll summons some absolute tasteful demon who just rips the little shit to shreds um smaug doesn't actually eat whatever soot he's made of uh because he's made of like cloth or something uh so he just incinerates it for warmth uh but the animal doll wins and just sits there looking pretty creepy until james one takes it away nice Nice. Um, so I've only got the I've only got an intermission and then the main event left. I've got uh, actually three, I guess. Yeah. Oh, we must have forgotten to do a couple of yours. Oh, okay. So next one is blindfolded match. We got it's just a, just pretty simple match. Just, basically, this is like the kind of match where people are going to have like a little break, but it's only going to last a little bit. So we've got Luke Cage, who is uh, fired from Netflix, and now he needs just to make some money. And Colossus, basically. The X-Men don't give a fuck about Colossus. Like, who, gives a fuck? who cares about Colossus? So, yeah, they're just they're both like invincible men just punching the shit out of each other, just slugging and slugging for hours and hours and hours. But the thing is, Luke Cage is way cooler than Colossus, so Luke Cage is like, don't call it a comeback, and stomps 
and all the Wu Tang Clan just get get around him. They just appear like ninjas. They're just doing that Wu Tang Clan. They just start rapping. He's like, Luke Cage is now a member. Don't fuck with the Wu Tang. Wu Tang Clan and no to fuck with. <laughs> Colossus is like, no, because it's just ever all the audience of Kylie Jenner. Just like, like they're clapping for the Wu Tang. And really, you never knew this. The X Men comics never really went. But like, Colossus like loves Instagram. Colossus is the most basic bitch you'll ever meet in your life. He just loves like, do, like putting like beach photos, and he does that weird thing where he puts like uh, a, a a Kitty Pride does that weird hand thing where he's like, oh, let's take on adventures, and he's he's basically the ultimate Instagram boyfriend guy who just had takes photos with his much hotter girlfriend so she can put on Instagram. So and he wants the ultimate hot girlfriend. Instagram hot girl, which is Kylie Jenner, right? And so he actually is in love with Kylie Jenner. So, which most people don't know, Kylie wants to keep it secret because, like, Stanley had a weird obsession with him, with her. And uh, so, yeah, so Colossus is, uh, yeah, so he's absolutely dead because he wanted to win the heart of Kylie Jenner. And then Wu Tang Clan, obviously, being like basically the most badass guys in the world, won her heart. So Colossus runs away as he pisses himself. Then we have Luke Cage as the winner. <laughs> Cage goes on to the final. This one, I'm not gonna lie, it's gonna be a fucking novel. <laughs> okay. Right. So then we got, we've got, what is it? Reverse Battle Royale. Sixteen contestants battling to enter the ring. When eight enters the enters, the rest are eliminated. Which is from uh, influence from an actual wrestling match. So it was got, from, um, from a TNA's Reverse Battle Royal, famously known, uh, or infamously known, as one of the worst matches of all time. Yep, that's what I looked up, the worst wrestling match ever. <laughs> so, we've got, this is an all-anime battle. So we've got, this is, it goes into, like, really, like, cel-shaded anime in this bit. So we've got Ryuk from Death Note, Naruto Uzumaki, Sasuke Uchiha, Sakura, I can't remember her second name. Luffy, Goku, Goku from Dragon Ball Z, uh, Luffy from One Piece, Ed- Edward Elric from uh, Full Metal Alchemist, Kariko Kar- Kar- from Sword Art, Sword Art Online, Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z, Eren Yeager from Attack on Titan, Masika Ackerman from Attack on Titan, All Might from My Hero Academia, Spike Spiegel from what's that fucking anime people love i've never seen but it looks really good uh cowboy bebop um misika alchemist and aaron yeager are from attack on titan all my and spike spiegel from cowboy bebop one punch man from one punch man sailor moon from sailor moon and misa misa from death note we've got we've got got cast the characters right so how do you think it's gonna go who do you think's gonna win I think Misa Misa is going to win. Yeah. Because uh, she's just, I think she is way more ruthlessly evil than people give her credit for. Maybe. Also, I think she's going to sneak in because no one's going to see her as a threat. Sure. So it starts with, uh, they all at the beginning. So Thanos blows the horn and, and it just, uh, uh, so they all just start running to the ring. It starts with Vegeta chanting, over 9,000! And blasting will keep you keep, like so many key blasts, he's basically dead after it, yeah? So it kills Misa Misa, sorry, Spike Spiegel, 
Carito and Goku because Goku kind of fucking sucks. Like, who the fuck gives a fuck about Goku? Anyway, so it kills all, all, kills all the Dragon Ball Z people, which is most overrated anime ever made. Anyway, and then Misiki Ackerman, who's the, who, if you're not aware, have you ever seen Attack on Titan? No. No? They have this really cool... So basically, people can turn into these massive Titan guys. These basically huge things which are really powerful, yeah? And um, and they, the people who don't have... People who are defending their city have these weird, like, slingshot devices and, like, dual, like, swords to fight them. And uh, so they can, like... They can basically, like, slingshot anywhere. It's, it's pretty... It's way more badass than making it sound. But, yeah. So... They're allies. Misika, Ackerman, and Eren Yeager are both allies. So Eren turned into his massive titan form. This swats away people. So he's got like a huge guy swatting away all his anime characters. Kills a bunch of them. He literally jumps at All Might, turning him into his like skinny version just as he reaches the ring. So All Might's this really ripped guy. He's basically like Superman, yeah? And then, but he's not, that is not, he's not his true form. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of anime recently. <laughs> I can <laughs> tell. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so he's turned into like a, basically like a skinny old man once his power is depleted. He goes from really, like, really, really, goes from being the rock to like fucking William Defoe. Yeah. And um, so then Edward, Edward Elric, who can make like, um, alchemy stuff he can basically do like spells right uh he makes a bunch of spears and just throws them throws them at uh titan boy but titan boy swats him and uh kills him so we've got like a bunch of people killed we've got all might killed we've got all the draggable season people killed we've got we've got like six people killed already yeah but uh misika then turns on a friend and and then the uh, turns on friend and, and just sluts and and slices at his neck and basically kills the Titan guy, right? So we have this big battle where the Ryuk runs around, tries to uh, basically definite people, tries to tries to do all his uh, crazy shit. So he flies around writing people's names down. They can, they just can't deal with it. The people who are left, they've got all the Naruto people. They try and throw all the chakras they can at him. Ryuk's like, ha, 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 give me apples, give me apples. But they're not going to give him any apples. So we've got uh, Sasuke throwing uh, Chidori's at him. We've got Naruto doing his shadow clone, right? You've got Sa- Sakura just punching holes in the arena. For what reason? I don't know. He just wants to be heard. And Luffy just sending all his limbs at him, just doing the Mr. Fantastic thing. But Ryuk just... He just won't. He just writes. He, he just able to get behind him, stab him. He doesn't. He doesn't have a death note. He's just really agile. He's really agile, and he's basically the Green Reaper. So he just uh, does the Green Reaper thing. He wins by t- uh, annoying the shit out of him, just spending some funny words, and yeah, uh, Ryuk is actually the winner in the end. After does he get an apple? His, he does get an apple. He does get an apple. <laughs> And Naruto it has a lot of like stacks hidden in, in that big coat he wears. So he just like grabs an apple, grabs some ramen, yeah. So we've got the yeah, one last match. Just got your main event. We'll, we'll get to my main event. So before the main event, there is an intermission uh, where Shia LaBeouf comes on stage and gives a, a TED talk on believing in yourself. Uh, right. Smaug is intrigued and makes yeah. notes. Sure. 
So the main event. Now it's not a match. It's actually a heist. Okay. So Smaug flies back to his big mountain. Uh, this was taped uh, for TV near the mountain in a big arena. And here we go. Hans Gruber from Die Hard was given six months notice to plan a heist to steal Smaug's treasure. Okay. And he puts together his team, Danny Ocean, George Clooney, Ocean Movies, uh, Scott Lang, Paul Rudd, Ant-Man Movies, Stella Bridges, uh, Charlize Ferron, uh, Ferron. Yeah. yeah, that'll do. Uh, the Italian Job, the 2003 one. Uh, yeah. Mia Toretto, Joanne Brewster, Fast Movies. I presume she's in more in, more than one. I've honestly no idea. Uh, nice. Oh, sweet. And Kevin Hart's character from Central Intelligence, who okay. I could have just Googled that, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's get into it. Right. Heist goes... Uh, goes okay for a bit. Smaug isn't suspicious as he's still feeling pretty up himself after the whole dwarf thing. Uh, well, in this universe, Smaug just killed all the dwarfs. Yeah. Uh, because they're dumb as shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Danny Ocean, or George Clooney, obviously uses his charm uh, on Smaug. Has a nice little chat, shares some coffee, shows off his really big Rolex. Uh, whilst tiny Ant-Man sneaks in. Uh, Toretto is on getaway outside in a big souped-up Ford Transit. Uh, Stella is on surveillance uh, thanks to the tiny cameras Ant-Man has been setting up for the last week uh, yeah. because he can get so small you and can. Kevin Hart has a 50 cow uh, ready to shoot <laughs> Smaug if he flies out of his uh, flies out of his uh, mountain okay. if he gets suspicion yeah. but they're kind of hoping for no blood obviously sure. these, these aren't blood people and Hans Gruber is the point man in the van running the operation uh, George is telling some sweet stories, probably about living in Italy or that time he was on ER. Uh, I don't know when that show was out, but I've written 80s, question mark. Uh, is getting kind of suspicious because George Clooney keeps checking his tiny, tiny watch. Uh, no, sorry, tiny, a giant watch, whilst Ant-Man yeah. has a tiny, tiny bag full of treasure. And he's just dropping off tiny bags one at a time. Smaug mm-hmm. uh, then notices... Uh, what's going on and just starts fucking rampaging. He eats Danny Ocean immediately. Uh, Ant-Man accidentally fucks up trying to make himself big and goes into that tiny world that I can't remember the name of. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mia drives and drives as fast as can with the rest of the crew. Kevin Hart says, fuck this, and just runs away. Uh, Smaug then crashes into the side of the van, knocking it off into the ocean, and they all drown. So Smaug wins. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow <laughs> most impressing ending to a wrestling match ever no it wasn't really a wrestling match it was a heist heist yeah yeah wow. I, watched, I watched die hard yesterday oh it's great first die yeah. hard really good film the first die hard yeah yeah it was it was pretty amazing yeah so i was pretty happy wow. well main event main event why not a heist why not yeah a heist that just goes terribly wrong i like it so yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, my main event is Hell in a Cell, eight way, where each went, yeah, so we've got, uh, so, the, the people who are left, if you won't keep count, we've got Ryuk, Luke Cage, John Wick, Ellen Ripley and the Xeno Pred, Jack Sparrow, Mace Window and Doctor Strange, all going at it, okay, so, starts going off, they start jumping and fighting, getting in pairs and brawling, Jack Sparrow and the Mace Window start like swinging their blades at each other. Uh, Jack's ducking and diving, throws bottles of rum at Mace. 
eventually they they, just, they talk shit to each other but their their banter is so good like this goes on for 20 minutes i want to say the banter is so good right they basically uh, they basically realize they're the most badass people in the world and they start becoming like best friends they just start uh, sipping rum together as they watch the rest of the world burn they just like sitting like a corner sitting like from a bottle of, like jack daniels and like and they're talking about uh, just watching shit yeah um, so then, uh, Xeno pregnancy rips John Wick apart. Sorry, sorry, Keanu, he just does. And spits, uh, sp- starts spitting acid in Luke's cage. He's got, like, imper- in- invulnerable skin, but, you know, acid is pretty hard. So, Xeno Pred, who's huge and agile as fuck, jumps onto Luke's cage and basically just chunders in his mouth. Full of acid, burns him from the inside. Sorry, Luke Cage. You, your little renewal to fourth season didn't last long. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> Doctor Strange is just in the middle. He's just doing, like, a little meditation, reads all the alternative timelines, and sees that there's only one way, there's only one way humanity wins. Okay? So, uh, Ellen and Gina Prey work together to chase after Rook. He goes in and out of a cage, floating around, until he finds, until he, finds he walks around, and, he, and Thanos gives him something. He's like... You can have this, my friend. He gives him one page of a notebook. You know how fucking sounding that's going to be. Yeah. So, and then delete. They're done. Ellen Ripley and Zeno Prey, they're done. Jack Sparrow and Mace, Mace Wiener take a final few shots before they start sucking each other off. And then, <laughs> takes the potato chip and eats it. Deleting them both. Delete, delete, yeah? Doctor Strange opens a portal to grab the last piece of paper. Till something comes into his mind, he has a flash, and he stops himself. He looks at Riddick and simply mutters, "My name is Stephen Strange." And Riddick, Riddick does what he does best, and does what a Death Note is meant to do: deletes Doctor Strange. Rook stands there, victorious, looking over everyone. He looks out to Roman Basilisk, and he nods to him. And in past time, the Basilisk says to him, "You championed my creator. I am now yours." <laughs> so, Rook and the Basilisk ride off into the sunset. Vanish oh. and the Grand Master nod to each other, saying, All is equal, all is good. <laughs> what a story. <laughs> what a story. <laughs> so, two big two big creatures uh, won our one shows Smaug and yeah. Ryuk. Very much, yeah. Who wins Smaug versus Ryuk and the Basilisk? I don't know if if like is Smag his Smaug his full name? Does the do the people know that Smaug is his name? I think that's just a name they gave him. Yeah, because if they if Rook can get Rook's pretty agile and he's got a basilisk, right? So if if he's got um if he can find his real name, I think uh, Rook wins. Yeah. But Smag also is a big dragon that can shoot a lot of fire. This is true. Well, I guess we will never know, but uh, whose show would you rather sit down and watch? I don't know. I feel both were pretty great. They were this... both pretty great. I'd probably yeah, rather I... watch yours because it had a thread throughout it of who was making the finals. I so. <laughs> That was pretty cool. But I would quite like to watch Harry Potter, Maleficent, uh, and Woody Harrison doing street magic. That would be pretty decent, yeah. I would like that a lot as well. And right. Smag is like a judge. He's like a really good idea. I think. Yeah, Smag... he wasn't a judge or anything. He he was just okay. sat in. The, he was just in the crowd. Yeah. He was just chilling. 
There was no crowd because everyone was at home where everyone should be. <laughs> uh, but I think that's that's the start of season two of the Naked Men podcast. Uh, oh, are you feeling confident for the next season? Of course. Of course. We've got some crazy shit going on. We've got some mad guests. Yeah, we've got so mm-hmm. many guests. Next week, uh, this, the CIA go through our taxes. Ooh. I, know, yeah, I they... might run to another country. <laughs> but as always, you can find us at Rogue underscore Opinion. You can find me at Nathan Greenaway. Uh, check back through the archives. There's uh, bits and pieces going up at, as and when, as people are still slightly locked down here. But the Naked Men podcast will roll on. As always, Ben, where can people find you? And have you got anything going on? <laughs> you can find me at Ben at underscore E-B-E-R-T. Uh, have I got anything going on? Not much. Just just this, you know. Got, I'm still roaming along. Have, have you got anything going on? Going on? No, not really. This, this podcast is now my life. And yeah. I won't stop until it is beamed directly into the White House. Oh, that'll be amazing. That's my mission. That's my mission. But thank you very much for listening, guys. And we'll speak to you again next week. Bye. Bye.